Welcome to the Not Too Serious Podcast. For those that celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas to you and your loved ones from here at Not Too Serious Podcast. On this week's episode, my son and I talk about some science experiments that deal with human behavior. We talk about three such experiments that we hope you enjoy. What did you think about these experiments? Do you have any experiments that you know of that you wish to share with us? We'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email to nottoseriouspodcast at gmail.com. Please enjoy. Thank you. Okay, uh, today we're going to talk about, <laughs> I don't know why, we're going to talk about um, scientific discoveries and or, I guess, experiments. Um, and uh, yeah, well, hopefully we'll have a good discussion. Uh, but before we do, I want to talk about something that's weighing heavy on me. I know this is not too serious, but I, I, mean, have to, I have to get serious for a moment. I mean, by the time people are listening to this, it is well two, I, three weeks after uh, yeah. it's happened. This In fact, our last podcast now is probably looking okay. Let me kind of uh, silly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wish everybody uh, when this podcast publishes or uh, drops, I guess drops is what is the what the local what the vernacular is, I guess, right? I wish, <laughs> I don't know what, that was funny. Um, it's, uh, happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas to everyone uh, who celebrates Hanukkah, Christmas. Um, any other holidays? Uh, Scientologists, I don't know if you have a holiday. Um, so, uh, happy yeah. Boxing Day to the consumers. Well, Americans don't get... Yeah, they do. They got Boxing Day. No, they don't have Boxing Day. They Americans don't. have Boxing Day. No, okay. I told you they don't. You oh, you see, this is what you do. You think that something actually exists. Boxing Day is a Canadian holiday. Okay. It's actually a stat holiday in Canada. In U.S., they don't have Boxing Day. It's one of the beauties about being Canadian. <laughs> we get to celebrate that day. Um, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so, happy... Oh, uh, like a national holiday you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll agree. It's not a national, but it is something like the the prices go down and stuff like that. Their their Boxing Day is their Black is their Black Friday, and we have Black Friday Black Friday out of out of out of association. That's basically the only reason why. Okay, that makes you happy. It's not. It's fact. Okay, I don't know why you. Why must you have to facts? No printer. <laughs> you didn't uh, do the you know I gotta add you know what I'm gonna add to this I'm gonna add the kawaii laugh instead of this one <laughs> <laughs> no don't do that because he might sue he's not gonna sue um, so anyway uh, so there's something that is weighing a little heavy on my heart yeah and that is <laughs> Shohei Otani we, who we talked about in the last podcast foolishly no, we didn't talk about it foolishly. That was silly. Because at the time when we recorded it, at the time, he wasn't, he, he was still a free agent. So now he's a Los Angeles Dodger. Yeah. And I'd like to congratulate the Los Angeles Dodgers for weaseling out their, you know, their offer to. Someone said that the time. Dodgers are like the Saudi League of the MLB. I don't even know what that means. You know, like in they in just have a lot of soccer. Money? You know how they like just scoop up all these players for like yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, okay, here's the thing. Okay, they signed him for a ten-year, seven hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, and I remember saying to you, and I think it's on the podcast. Yeah, a billion Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he basically got a billion Canadian. That's basically what he but got. You don't want to know something he's interesting. A he's a billionaire. You want to know something? Yeah, but he lives in the U.S. He's not. 
that's pretty but sweet. He, he's going to be a billionaire, though. He's, he's going to be. He won't even be 40, and he'll be he'll have pocketed $1 billion Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Right? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I guess he's Rogers... Rogers is not going to spend a billion dollars on. Yeah. Well, I suppose they on could have player, on one player. I don't think they were going to do that. I mean, that is a lot of money. That's seventy million dollars a year. But here's the thing. Here's they're something defer- interesting. They're apparently deferring it. Here's something interesting though that's been circling around today, on the 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 social webs. I don't know if you've been keeping up. Have you been keeping up today? I was dejected, so I haven't been on social. So media. basically, all that like. Uh, Apparently, Otani's agent. This didn't come from Otani himself. Otani's agent. Nothing comes from Otani except that Instagram well, post of LA. Otani apparently made it clear to his agent mm-hmm. from the beginning he wanted to be a Dodger. He okay. apparently made that 100% clear to him. So his agent did basically what he did. And apparently, this is where the the spice is comes the spice comes from this that wasn't already spice that he wanted to be a dodger for no that's very bland no 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 bland compared to what i'm about to say okay so remember it was just this friday for us so it'll be for the people listening about three fridays ago something like that that this whole otani plane fiasco Oh yeah. So so let let let's explain that to our listeners. So basically on last Friday, which would have been, I don't know, whatever, a couple of days ago, a reputable reporter, insider, MLB insider by the name of JP Morosi, who I respect. He's uh, very well respected. Very well respected and uh continues to be respected. But what happened? was that he put out a tweet that a signing will be imminent by Shohei Otani. This was, I think, on Friday that happened. Yeah, and then he said that he's on route to Toronto. He'll be on a plane, or he's on a plane to Toronto. And uh, so everybody got excited. Everyone was in Canada, got excited. We were all... Otani watch. Otani watch. People were on flight tracker tracking this private jet flight yep. from Anaheim to Toronto. But turns out, well, you, you can go ahead for this. So it turns out, okay. So when those when those rumors were going around, then John Heyman, who's another MLB reporter, it was Bob Nightingale. I thought no. Or no, you may be right, Bob Nightingale. He said that no, there's there's no nobody has flown out of <laughs> Otani. Uh, Otani has, out of did Bay not Night. fly out. He's still in Southern California. Yeah, in his home, in his house. Yeah. So for about maybe about an hour, maybe forty five minutes, it even got onto MLB Network. Yeah. And so the broadcasters were talking about, oh, you know, well, he's gone to Toronto, and you know, he's going to go there. And then there was one reporter that was, or not reporter, but broadcaster, I don't remember his name, was kind of like, oh, really? And he sounded disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> right? And he was like, oh, you know, like, I don't know, you know, what is that going to do with the revenues, you know, because they're not on, ES- like, Blue Jays are never on ESPN because they have their low revenue. Uh, not, not low revenue, they're just not. In they the don't, gener- they don't generate as much revenue as if it was the Dodgers on, on ESPN. Yeah, because they're Canadian. Right. So yeah. so when Otani goes there, well the do he got into that discussion. Yeah. And I was like going, Wah wah. <laughs> yeah, who <laughs> That's cares? What, that was like, who cares? Yeah. Right? I mean he's he's a blue jay. I was really excited. Everybody was excited. It was Man, huge. Yeah, it was huge news. It was I mean Kawhi two point oh. That's yes. The people don't know what that okay, see you're making references to people that don't know what what that has anything to do with Toronto. I'm sure okay. some no, people no, do. No, nobody does. If okay. you know you know. No, I'm sure many sports fans that are that that know American sports know what that was about. I suppose, but okay. So anyway, so you see, now it wasn't. Uh, so anyway, so this flight is land. It landed in Toronto. Uh, there are even clips, like video clips, of yeah. him coming through Pearson. And remember when I showed you both? You showed me one, and I showed you one. Yeah. And I noticed. I was like, 
He's wearing a different shirt in these. <laughs> I don't think this is I mean, real. He could he could change his. I mean, he was and wearing a that's jacket. That's what you said. He's like, oh, maybe he changed his shirt. I'm like, his jacket. I'm like, no. Well, in one clip he was wearing a jacket, and in the other one he wasn't. But in the one he was wearing a jacket, he was wearing a white shirt. Uh-huh. And the one where he wasn't wearing a jacket, he was, was wearing a striped shirt. Yeah, it was. So a I che- said, yeah, it was striper check. I or don't. Something. I don't think that. I these are fake. The, one of these. Or both of these well, no, are they, fake. They may be real, just different times. Yeah, maybe it was... Like, but I'm talking about, like, it obviously... Both of them could not have happened today. Obviously, because he's wearing two different shirts. Well, anyway. So, um, so we got that news, and eventually, they threw cold water on it you know, on social media. So, just as much as it was on fire, social media was on fire... They threw cold water on it. No, oh, yeah. he hasn't left. He's still in Southern California. Okay, fine. So you and I were thinking, okay, that doesn't bode well for Toronto fans I, because I, it was a gut punch. What was a gut? Punch? That 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 cold, cold water. The cold water thing. That was more of a gut punch than it was cold water. It was a it was a letdown. I feel like it took the air out of just everybody that was excited. Yeah. Because now you're just like. Mm. Okay, well, this doesn't probably not going to happen now. Well, I mean, that's what Even we all thought. Even though that doesn't necessarily mean that. No, it doesn't. It definitely felt that way. Yeah, because he, at that time, he was still unsigned. Oh, yeah. And then, lo and behold, the next Saturday, day. Saturday rolls around. And I was actually in a meeting. Oh, yeah. I was in. <laughs> I was conducting a meeting. Oh, yeah. Then you saw it. And I was... Uh, I, I all I saw was another reporter who I who I follow uh, on um, on on X I guess uh, tweeted <laughs> <laughs> no he followed on X tweeted that made me laugh yeah no I said oh oh yeah. that doesn't look good <laughs> so then I I clicked on it and, yeah, and it all I saw was L A yeah. L.A. And it came from? Otani himself. Shohei Otani. Okay. So, here we go. So, this is what I was trying to say. Yeah. So, you've not seen what I've seen today on social media. And it's very spicy. Yeah, I think. Didn't you already say that? Oh, then we have to redo it. Oh, okay. So, as you know, it was a $700 million contract. Yeah. Over the period of 10 years, $70 million a year. Yeah. Absurd. Absurd uh, amount of money. Well, not for him. He's quite happy. No, but I'm just saying in sports, generally speaking, I think the next highest in American sports is Patrick Mahomes, who has $500 million for, I think, 10 years or 12 years. Something <laughs> like that. That's a big gap. That's a big gap. That's $200 million gap. Even LeBron James. His total earnings for his entire career is $486 million. Okay, what's spicy? This is what's spicy. Yeah. So as we know, as everybody reported, it was a two, two-team race between L.A. between Toronto. Apparently, Shohei let his agent know from the very beginning that he wanted to sign with Dodgers. He wanted to be a Dodger. Yeah, he was happy being Southern California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was happy just being a Dodger. Mm-hmm. So he, the agent said, "Okay." This is what comes interesting. So apparently. Somebody that the agent worked, like the work for the agent. The agent. What? The agent told his Otani's agent told one of his underlings at CAA at CAA to tell Morosi, tell him that Otani is on the way to Toronto. Leak that. And so, the guy told Morosi from CAA from CAA. And apparently, because they were kind of stalemated, apparently the Dodgers weren't exactly matching what the Blue Jays were offering. They were kind of stalemated. So, I guess to move things along. Or to make more money. To make more money, to speed it up. He told one of his underlings, hey, leak this. this." Because think about it. Think about it. Otani very easily could have just taken a selfie from Southern California, from his house, being like, I'm still here. Post it online. There it goes. Every, the, like that, all the rumors gone. Yeah. 
easily. It's just a click of a button away, and he's pretty active on Instagram. He's not like other athletes, where, uh, like Kawhi Leonard, for example, who's completely has no you have no way of contacting him the only time you ever see this person is when they're playing he's not like that he actually does he actually is pretty active on social media and he didn't do that right mm-hmm. so now that i kind of adds but a credence mm-hmm. to this uh discovery and basically dodgers are like oh shoot are we gonna lose him Call up Otani's agent. Seven hundred million. Let's 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 do it. Agent said, for sure. Done deal. I have a feeling. So this wasn't this wasn't Otani's doing. This was his agent. Agent's though. doing. Yeah. Well, he's but a good agent. He's a very good agent. But that is kind of like a Weasley thing. Weasley to do. sleazy thing to do. But he basically used the Blue Jays as leverage, leverage. which. Kind of in my back of my mind, I was kind of thinking, is that what's happening? But everybody was reporting, no, he sees it as an actual destination. So I'm like, hmm. But you know what's so interesting is because unlike any other free agency I've ever seen in any other sport, absolutely nothing was said during this whole buildup. It was so quiet, you know? So now, you know... It's kind of sad to think that mm, you probably got shafted there. Who knows? But now it puts Atkins and Shapiro in a bad spot because I feel like they would not have given, they would not have let Soto go to the Yankees that easily. Not to say it was easy. They gave up a lot. No, Yankees. I feel they they gave up too much. Yeah, yeah, they did. You know, but, Michael King is one of their but premier. I, I feel pitchers. like they wouldn't ha- not have given up on him. Yeah. If they d- didn't feel confident that they were, they had a very good chance with Otani. So now you kind of screwed up the Blue Jays' entire kind of plan for the off season. So now they really, I mean, I'm sure they have a plan C, plan D, plan E. But that's what they are. They're plan C. They're probably starting at plan C now. Yeah. Whatever plan C is. 100%. You know, because plan A would have been Otani. Plan yep. B was Soto. Yep. Hundred percent. And now we're now we're in Plan C. Plan C, whatever that is. I I, I think Plan C is probably going to be still decent. Probably. I mean, some. I think Jeff Blair. He said, "Hey, look, there's a lot of teams out there, like the White Sox, that have players that have some tenure left, and the White Sox are desperate. They want to sell. Like, what's that one guy's name? He hit like forty home runs. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about. I was just thinking about him too. Like, there's players out there. Yeah. But you got to be way more. He's, a, he's an outfielder. Yeah. Too. yeah. But you got to be creative now. But just basically. I mean, Jays are creative. I mean, well, when you Atkins when you look, Shapiro are very creative. When you look well, at when you look at that that contract with Chad Green. Yeah, it was very creative. That was very creative. Yeah. Now they have to do something like that. But they got to address their needs. They need a guy. It's a lefty. That's they the need at least. Thing. I feel like they need. They need a lefty bat, a power lefty bat. Like at least thirty-five home runs. It has to be thirty-five, maybe four. I'll say forty. I'd argue yeah, forty. Forty is fine too. Okay, well, I'll take forty. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure most people take forty, yeah. but you need you need someone with a lefty bat that hits for power. Yeah. Um. You need. Um. You need a, a third baseman. Yeah. And and you need. I feel you need someone like Jordan Hicks. Yeah, like a good, like a good, a power. Even like Josh Hader. Josh Hader is a free agent right now. If you can get him, that'd be cool. You could be his. You could be the closer. But you know what? Jo- Josh Hader actually he throws fire, but I don't think he is. He a free agent? Yeah, he's a free agent. Oh, well, I mean, but again, I mean, it depends it, how much how much is he gonna get, right? Yeah. Now they're not gonna emotionally buy. They're not. They're going to have to be smart. They're going to be smart. Yeah, their window is essentially two more years, right? Two more years guaranteed you have. In, th- in theory. In theory. Unless they extend Vladdy and Bichette. But for now, it is two years. So they got to think about, hey, this is win now. Does not win five years from but now. Honestly, I feel they need to do two things. They need to, well... With the free agent signing or however they have to build up their team, it has to be better 
than last year's team. Has to be. Yes. Because they, they, they didn't even win a playoff game last year. Right. Okay. So they have to be better than last year. And two, they need they need to re-sign Vladdy and Bichette. Extend now, Bichette, now, Bichette, they've already took him, I think, three years or something. Yeah, but that's just covering the 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 years he's under control. Arbitration years. Yeah. So they need to extend them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but just many questions. Maybe we should do a whole other podcast just about that. Yeah, I think so. We'll, we'll see what happens. But right now, yeah, you're absolutely right. They're in a bad spot, and they have to do a lot to kind of get dig themselves out. Yep. It'll be interesting to see. Now it's actually going to be interesting. Now free. Now the free agents are going to start to start signing. I think the class is horrible this year. Besides Otani, it's not that good. You got Bellinger. Bellinger, like I said, he's very... You don't know what you're going to get out of him. He's very high risk. Would you sign him for for to 200 million? No. Absolutely. Uh, he's not. how old? 29, 28? Yeah, he's like late 20s. But he he hasn't proven he can do it for more than a season at a time recently. Since yeah. the 2020s. He's a Boris client, so he's going to command 30 yeah, million exactly. a year. Exactly. Oh, and I also forgot the other spicy thing. Mm-hmm. About the whole Otani thing, yeah. So you know who was actually on that jet that landed in Toronto, right? Robert Hershevik. You know who he's represented by? CAA. Yep. Oh no, he no no <laughs> no. I don't think so. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Right? No, Robert Hershevik is a Canadian. He wouldn't sell out Canada for that. No way. Yeah, he wouldn't. But you know, he's also not, that's not him. That, money, that's not money his nature. Is money. Money is money, but I don't think he would sell out Canadians for that, for yeah, that maybe stunt. Maybe not, maybe not. But anyways. Okay, let's get on with it. Um, but I'm needless to say, I'm a bit heartbroken. I mean, everybody's as a, As a Jay. Uh, they got my hopes up. You know, the thing is, is that I didn't think they even had a prayer in get, uh, signing with Oh, yeah. We used to joke about it all the time. Yeah, I used to laugh. You but it became real for a second. I was like, oh, <laughs> for that millisecond, I was like, oh, my God, is it actually happening? But no... As soon as he said, no, he's not on the plane, I was like, oh. That's a finish. That's gone. gone. That was their best chance. <laughs> that was the best news I heard and the worst news I heard. Toronto is like doomed for these sort of, you know. Oh. You're just Toronto in general. But that's what happens when you're the only Canadian team. I mean, it, what, what's cool about being the only Canadian team is that you have an entire country behind you. Behind you. What's yeah. bad about being an only Canadian team is that you're the only you're team. You're only team there. So it's very easy to. Be overlooked. Be overlooked. But anyways. Okay, let's get on with it. I'm so I'm going to give you three experiments that happened that I found very interesting. And I'm going to present them to you. Okay. Because I also found them very interesting. Okay, sure. And we're going to talk about them a little bit. So first experiment. You know what uh, children are? Do I know what what are? Children. I've heard of them. Okay. So basically, they did this experiment with uh, children, and basically they wanted to see what was more likely. It, how, is someone more likely to adopt a allergy if they're exposed to something, or if they're not exposed to something? Right? So what these guys did is that they took all these newborn babies, right? It was about 100 of them. And they split them into two groups, 50 and 50. Mm-hmm. One was the control group, and mm-hmm. one was the other group. So the control group, basically, they told these mothers. So it was more like, it was more, actually not 50-50, it was more like 100-100, actually. It was more of a bigger sample size. Okay. So they told these mothers, in the first group, just feed them how you would, mm-hmm. normally. Don't. Worry about it. Just do what you need to do. The second group, they told them, they gave them this little peanut mix. And they said, when you feed them, add like one gram of this peanut mix. It was like this dusted pe- like peanut dust. Mm-hmm. Add one gram of it, or some small number of it, in the milk that they have. Mm-hmm. These are newborns. And they do this until you know they're past the age of drinking milk essentially past the age of drinking milk i drink milk even today 
Okay, you know what I mean. Like a newborn baby can only drink milk. Okay. Right? Past the age of like... Oh, when they can start eating other other things. Like cereal or something. Exactly. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. So they did that. And they did an allergy test around when they were like four years old for all these kids. And they found that from these kids... And I have the numbers kind of off, but... I'm kind of paraphrasing everything I'm saying. But they found that the kids that were just normal, they did not give in anything. Mm-hmm. It was like 5 to 10% of them had peanut allergies as they got older. Okay, so 5 out of 100. Yeah. Okay. And then for the ones that had peanut dust, I think it was like one person. Huh? Only one person had it. Only one baby. So that baby was constantly having allergies that whole time? Yeah, but it was such a small amount that it wouldn't really affect the baby all that much. Oh. But it was just interesting. It was like, hmm, that is interesting. When you give someone exposure to something, mm-hmm. the body just knows, okay, I know how to, how to combat this. Well, I mean, that's an interesting experiment. But number one is that who on earth... Why on earth would a parent agree to expose... It's not hurting the baby. Well, I mean, you don't know. I mean, peanut allergies are allergies, right? They okay. can be They can they're be not fatal. Giving them, they're not giving them a sample. Uh, they're not giving them enough for them to actually do damage on the baby. I mean, says who? <laughs> I no, mean, it says it's scientists. I mean, they probably know what they're doing. I don't know. I mean... That, I think you're focusing on the wrong details here. No, I'm not. I mean, wh- okay, that aside, okay, I have to qualify that. Okay. Because if I was approached yeah. by a scientist or a yeah. researcher saying, we're going to give, you know, you a tiny amount, a little dust of peanut yeah. with the milk, yeah. I, I would decline that. I would say no. I would okay, be in the second group. Okay, that's fine. Okay. But you're actually not, uh, you know, I guess decline. the baby's... Not supposed to know, I guess. I don't know. What? But anyway, nothing, nothing. Like, <laughs> how is a baby gonna? Exactly. Baby's gonna put their hand up, saying, "No, I, <laughs> I decline." <laughs> it makes sense for the parents to know. Yeah, but, 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 uh, I mean, okay, that's you. But some people wouldn't mind. They probably said, "Okay, we're not giving them an." Were enough. they paid? Were they paid for this? I'm sure they were paid. Most scientific studies are not unpaid. Yeah, maybe. Okay, I guess so. But I mean, yeah, you expose a person to something enough yeah. times. Yeah. That person will eventually become immune to it. Yeah. Or not immune, but will develop a resistance. Resistance, a tolerance to it. A tolerance. You know what kind of reminds me of is, is um, have you heard of North, Sent- North Sentinel Island? No. It's basically this uncontacted tribe that live off of an island off of India. Okay. So essentially, these English came in and they say... We want to show you the civilization of the new world. Mm. So they told them, hop on a boat. They got like three or four of them mm. to hop on a boat. And as they were going back to the mainland. It sunk? No. Oh. They died. Those four people that came from the, the island. Because. So I, was, I mean, it may as well have sunk. Okay. No, but not, okay. <laughs> listen. Well, I shouldn't There's be a laughing. difference between sinking and the reason they died is because. Because they were so secluded on this island for Culture God shock? knows how many years. Culture shock? No. Food allergies? No. Oh, I'm it's guessing. because all of these different viruses and germs and oh. bacteria oh, that them? you and me have, and most people in the world have resistance, resistance to. to, these people have not had a resistance to yet. Because it was a pure secluded area. Exactly. Not pure, but like, I mean, I'm sure there's stuff that they have. That we don't have and vice versa, right? But because it was just such a shock to the system, like actual physical shock to the system, they all died before even reaching the shore. Oh, what a shame. But if they're in the middle of the ocean, what viruses are going to be out there in the ocean? There's stuff that's, there's germs always on boats. There's germs on this, on this podcast microphone that we're using. Who knows how many times you spit on this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I, well, this is the reason why. Uh, people get immunized for uh, yeah. It's like giving you things. a little bit of the disease, yeah. So that you know, but the yeah, person's no. protected, right? Yeah, it, make, it makes sense. Yeah, 
but uh yeah i mean but i mean okay it's fair experiment you're just basically proving something that people have known that people have known for a very long time you know if you phrase it like that then you know <laughs> no, but I, mean, I didn't know it was applicable to how allergies. old? How, how old was this experiment? How how long ago was it? Was it? Not that, it was not that old. So then, I didn't <laughs> know it was applicable to allergies. Okay, I could get yeah. it for like a virus. That yeah. makes sense. But an allergy, I thought you were just born with it. You're just can can a person just you know like get immunized for a peanut allergy? I don't think you can be immunized for an allergy. You can yeah. build a oh I tolerance mean, to it. But I don't know if you can be immunized. Immunized? I, immunized. And why do people build allergies later in life? That's also an interesting question. Yeah. Like lactose intolerance. Well, I don't know. I mean, you probably have to talk to an allergist. Anyways, so here's the next experiment I found. All right. So this one is basically... You've heard of the placebo effect. Yeah. So again, they got a control group and a group that they, you know, were doing experiments on. And basically, they got these people that had experienced, I forget what they experienced. They experienced like some like migraines and stuff like that. Right? So they gave the first person, the first group, they gave them actual migraine pills. Right? What do you mean migraine pills? Like pills for your migraines that help like, you know, reduce oh. your headaches, stuff like oh, that. Oh, okay. So like, medication for migraine. When you say migraine pills, like, like here's you know a what pill. I mean. Yeah. No, you have to phrase it properly. Use a use a migraine here. Would you like to have a migraine pill? I, I would take it if I had a migraine. Yes, because I understand using inference that is not to give me a migraine. No. It's to prevent a migraine. <laughs> you don't say migraine pill. Okay, continue. But wait, wait. So a person has a migraine and so they give them a pill? Yes, they give them like, like a prescription. Like, here, take these once a day to get rid of your... To basically, imme- like, you won't have a migraine. For however long you do this for, you won't have a migraine. Whether or not they have a migraine or not, just take this pill? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Okay. And this other group, I, I don't know. Like I forget. Like don't get boggled on the details. I'm just telling well, you. I'm just in trying to understand. I'm just trying to understand what the in generalities. That's not what's important. I'm trying to understand. I don't. I don't even think it was for a migraine. It's not even important. Okay. You said migraine. That was the whole basis of what you were no, saying. No, it's nothing to do with migraines. The whole thing is about placebo. Okay. That placebo. is the experiment. What is it? If the experiment okay. was on migraines, then we can. You know, fiddle around with so migraines. You, okay, but you said migraine, so I was working on off of that. But okay, so oh take god. this pill. No, listen, that's what you said. Don't say, oh my god, that's what you said. You said, here, take this migraine uh, pill. Literally, okay, I and quote. I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, don't get boggled about the details of what pill it was. It was a pill for something that people have normally. I, w- I think I vaguely remember it being about migraines. Okay. So just, okay. Take now, this every day. Now, the other group. And it was actually a pill? or It was, was it actually a, a pill. Okay, not a placebo. You. Not a placebo. Now, the placebo group, okay. they just gave them tablets of sugar, essentially. Okay. okay. And they didn't tell which... They d- they just told all everybody, hey, we're not going to tell you if you have the placebo or if you have the actual, actual thing. thing. So, as time goes on, a couple months later... At this hospital, I forget where, this guy rushes in and he goes, hey, he's panicking. He said, I just overdosed on my pills. I took a hundred of them. I'm going into cardiac arrest. Right? What? Yeah. Okay. So they checked him out. They were able to reduce the effects of the cardiac arrest. They were able to stabilize him. And then one of the doctors there realize oh this is a person from that experiment of the pills right okay how okay like they use medical records and stuff like that to determine that right okay okay this is the pills that he was taking it was from this experiment so i gotta call the people in charge of that experiment to see what did you give this guy so they call he calls the people in charge of the research and they look up okay Type it in, okay, what what's this guy take? And they look and they this guy had the placebo. Mm-hmm. So how did he get a cardiac arrest? Right? 
So they do some research on it, and they say, oh, did, was it coincidence that he just have the 100 pills and then he just had a cardiac arrest? Like, as a coincidence? But no, it was actually, they looked at, like, some data, and apparently, it was because he sincerely believed that they were pills for migraines. Because he sincerely believed that, for some reason, because of placebo effect, his body just thought that it was going to have a cardiac arrest, so it had a cardiac arrest. Interesting. I mean, okay, so there's a couple of things that I have, I have, to, that I have to make comments on. Okay, of course you do. Okay, would you like you like move on to the next? No, one? no, no. Of course. I mean, I, I thought like that I thought the whole idea was okay, okay, that no. you're gonna. You're no, gonna, no, no, no. Go ahead. Can you not interrupt what I'm trying to say? No, I'm saying go ahead. The whole idea of what you said was that you're gonna give the experiment, and I was gonna comment on it. Yeah, but I'm worried. What? <laughs> what are you worried about? Well, let's say what you did. Say say what you're gonna say, and I'll, I'll see if my worries were warranted. Okay. So first of all, <laughs> what I found funny. Is that this guy, who was part of this case study or test yeah, study, yeah, yeah. rushes in and says, "I took a hundred of them. I'm going to have a heart attack." Yeah. Now, why on earth <laughs> would he take a hundred of them? Was he trying to kill himself? I think he was. He was not in good state of mind. Don't don't these people go through some sort of vetting who process? Knows? Who knows? This is this is an older study. This is not like something recent. Okay. So he took these. 100 pills, which he thought were for migraines. Yeah. And he thought he was having a heart attack. So if he was trying to kill himself, why would he go to a hospital and say, Maybe he changed his mind. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't know exactly. Okay. All this right. This is what happened, though. This is documented history. Okay. I'm not questioning the history. I'm questioning but the like person's I said, this intent. This is what I was worried about. You're focusing on the wrong details of no, the thing. No. This I is just, exactly why I said. I just said. I just found that funny. It, it is funny. Don't get me wrong. Isn't it is that, funny. Isn't, isn't that kind of funny? idiot was like, okay, I'm going to take these 100 pills, see what happens. Then he's like, okay, shoot. I should have done that. But, yeah, but it's more interesting that his body was reacting that way, I find. More than it is funny well, that that happened. I mean, that's why, that's why you have what's called a placebo effect. So, yeah. I mean, you, you may think you're taking something. Yeah. When in actuality, it's nothing, it's harmless. Right. But your mind will go. So, basically, what this means is mind over matter. So, yeah. if you think that um, something bad will happen to you, inevitably, your mind will think that and your body will react in that way. But it's crazy that your mind has that much control over your body. Mind over matter. That's why they say that, right? I get it. But it's like... Stress Stress can cause all sorts of problems. Of course, stress can. Right? And yeah. you, 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 a person can... If a person thinks that something is wrong, probably there probably is something wrong with that person. Yeah. Right? Whoever, whatever that may be. It could be a headache. could be, uh, could be a pain here or there. But, I mean, the thing is, is that for a person who thinks something is happening inevitably if they think hard enough and long enough yeah it, it can happen and, and regardless of whether or not if a pill is just a sugar pill or an actual pill it brings that person into that kind of mindset right yeah yeah and so that person can easily fall you know fall victim yeah to whatever sure. it can be quite dangerous in fact yeah, I mean, I guess it's also like, yeah, you can convince yourself of anything. Yeah. Really. But again, you? I wouldn't, I wouldn't take part in a test study that would actually put myself potentially in danger. I and mean, also, just don't be stupid. You, and, you and just, well, if you don't take a hundred pills, <laughs> then you'd be but, fine. But here's the thing also, yeah. okay? You talk about your previous experiment, okay, where you're talking about developing an immunity to something, right? Yeah. If a person takes an actual migraine pill or a pill for a migraine every day, then if the person actually has a migraine, that pill will not be as effective because... I mean, of course. Because you, your body has been so used to taking that, it does nothing for them. I mean, yeah, but that's... A it's, like, it's like someone who takes coffee, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because caffeine is also a drug. Of right? course, but the more you so take it, the more you build a tolerance for it. Well, for some people, like myself, I drink a cup of coffee a day, right? Yeah. If I don't take, if I don't get that coffee. Withdrawals. 
I start feeling headachy yeah. for just one cup. Yeah, it's heavy and withdrawals. Right? And But some people need to have more coffee. They'll coffee drinkers, they'll drink multiple cups a day. Yeah. And if they miss that extra cup... Oh, yeah. It throws them entirely. It throws them off, right? Yeah. So that is... That's what you would call somebody who's... Dependent. Dependent on something. Yeah. Right? So I feel that this sort of thing, one has... I mean, your first experiment and second experiments are kind of related in that respect. I, I suppose so, yeah. But you know what's also interesting? You know what vaping is? Yeah, yeah. So I have a couple of friends that vape, right? And I always tell them, I was like, why are you doing that? It's so stupid. Like, no, nah, bro, no, nah, bro. It's better than you for than smoking. Mm. That doesn't mean it's good for you. He's like, no, nah, bro. Anytime I want to stop, I can stop. And I said, okay, fine. Whatever. And I remember one time I was at the library with a few my friends and a few other people that I don't know. And one person lost their vape pen. Okay. And it was chaos. He's like, everybody's like, where the heck is my vape pen? And, uh, I mean, not everybody. He is like, where the heck is my vape pen? He's like t- tearing through people's bags. <laughs> he's he's like, no, you took it from me. He's like accusing people. And then somebody else's vape pen went missing. And now she's going crazy. And I'm like, you're not addicted. Hmm. Seriously, you're not addicted. Yeah. I mean, you know I mean, it's, it's a... It can also be a state of mind too, you know. Yeah. Even if even if there's no addictive um, qualities, of you can become habitually d- addicted to something. Yeah, habitually. Yeah, yeah. but no, th- I mean, yeah. With that, I think it is like I think it is just nicotine and stuff like that, isn't it? So, in a vape pen, I don't think so. I don't think there's nicotine in vaping. Is there? Yeah, I think so. Okay, in I some and some there's nicotine and some there isn't. Okay, I don't know enough about. I mean, I understand vaping, but I don't understand yeah. the actual ins and outs of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean neither, but I I know that much. Okay, but uh, here's the last experiment. Okay, this experiment is not exactly moral. I don't condone it, mm-hmm. but it is interesting because I think it says a lot about the world as mm-hmm. we see it. Mhm. Mhm. Um. So basically, there's these monkeys. You know what a monkey is, right? Monkeys? Yeah, I forgot what type of monkey it is, but they're all one type of monkey. Oh, I think I, I think I, you've talked about this before. On this podcast? Yeah, about the, where the, um, about the banana. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it again in case, you know, you've not, you don't remember it or somebody else has just listened, this is their first podcast that they're listening to us. I'll just say it quickly and we can talk about it. So essentially, all these monkeys are in a yeah, cage. But that ends up quite violent, though. I mean, yeah. Okay. But ahead. it says a lot about the the political state of the world. <laughs> so, I, I think it does. But anyways. <laughs> okay. So, basically, at the top of the cage, there's these bananas, and all these monkeys have shock shock collars on, and basically, essentially, what they do is any time a monkey goes and tries to grab one of the bananas, all the monkeys get a shock. Right. Yeah. So this goes on for a while, and then eventually the monkeys develop a system that anytime one of the monkeys go up to get a banana, banana, before that they can even do that, mm-hmm. the other monkeys will just beat up on this monkey. Be like, hey, why are you doing that? Don't be stupid. Don't you know what that, that does? It shocks everybody. Exactly. So this was going on for a little bit, and then eventually they replace one of the monkeys with a new monkey. And put a shock collar on this guy. And this monkey goes, oh, there's bananas up there. Let me go get a banana. So he tries to go up there. And then the monkeys, they see this and they grab this monkey. They beat him up again. They're like, hey, you don't do that. You're new here, but you don't you don't go up there and you don't touch. You don't go up there and you don't touch the bananas. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Learn behavior. Exactly. What they keep doing is that they keep switching in new, new monkeys. monkeys, right? And eventually what they do is they take out the bananas completely. Mm-hmm. And now the monkeys are just system to don't even go up there. Okay. Because if you even approach the top, the top we're going to get shocked and we're going to beat you up. But they don't even know why they're doing it now at this point. Now none of them have shock collars. 
the bananas are not even there anymore. Oh. So there's no risk or reward. There's literally no risk. There's no reward. Right? Mm-hmm. Anytime a monkey goes up, the monkey must come down mm-hmm. and get beat up. I always, I just thought exactly what you said, learn behavior. Yeah. And how like, you know, you can see it today in us, in us as well. You know, I think about like all these kids, kids are innocent. Mm-hmm. They come in, they pop out blank slate. And a lot of the time we're imprinting. We live in the age of information. I think we live in the age of misinformation. To okay. be quite frank. And this kid, he has all these resources to pull from. This resource, this resource, this resource. All these influences. You're talking about a born baby? Like a newborn baby? A kid growing up. Okay. I was saying, as a born, when he's born, he's a blank slate. Right. He knows nothing. Right. He or she knows he nothing. He or she knows nothing. Right. But over time, because of learned behavior, the way their parents act, the way their community acts, mm-hmm. they can... They they also form these opinions and stuff like that, and they don't even know why that they're doing it. Okay, and I just find that very interesting. I find that a very telling thing on the nature of all living beings, not just animals, but also humans. Sure, I mean, like, I mean, if you know that something bad will happen to uh, to one, if they, you know. If they do something, then they'll try to avoid it, right? At all costs. Well, it's not even that. Because at the end, the monkeys did not even know that something bad was going to happen. They just know. Because eventually all of them got switched out. So all they know is, if you go to the top, you got to beat you up. Well, because of, you know, transference. Exactly. You're basically transferring that, that information to whoever is new, right? Yeah. And it, you think of it this way. If you're going down a street, right? Yeah. And there's a house on yeah. that street yeah. where if you pass that house, a, a, you know, an animal will come out and will either come and get you and, you know, attack you or will, you know, just be very, very rough housing with you, you know? Yeah. So what would be the instinct? The instinct would be not to walk down that street and pass yeah. that house, yeah. right? So even if there's nothing there. Even though if there... And that information can get passed to other people down the street. And your neighbors say, hey, don't go by that house because if you go by that house, that animal will come out yeah. and will attack you. Yeah. Pretty soon, that information will spread. And re- whether or not... You know what's it, got at that house or not. That, that, do- that, that animal may not even be, you know... It might be 100 years later and that animal's dead, long gone. No, but that animal, what I'm trying to say is that animal may not even live there. It just happened yeah. to happen... At that one happen time. That one happenstance, you know, that, you know, that, that yeah. animal happened to be there and it may not even be part of that property. Yeah. Right? So, it's learned behavior and you're transferring that learned behavior to other people. No, for sure. I mean... You know, and and instinctively, who would want, I mean, if you've, if a person has been harmed or attacked or something by doing something, why try to do it? Even, even if it's the chances of it happening again are probably slim. Yeah. Why do it? Mm-hmm. So that's, I that's, guess, yeah. But you know, something that also reminds me of, you ever, have you ever heard of the uncanny, uncanny valley? No. So basically it's like, if you see a drawing or even like a statue or something of another human. Mm-hmm. Because we know that's not another human. Typically, people get a little bit like creeped out by that. Right? That's just human nature. Okay. Like say, for example, if I drew something photorealistically, mm-hmm. like a lot of people feel that sense with like the Mona Lisa, for example. Right? Even though it was probably based on a real pe- person, they feel kind of creeped out. When they see it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Or like... Looking at the Mona Lisa? They yeah, get yeah. creeped out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't get creeped out. That's great for you. But I'm saying there's other things that you may feel that feeling about, right? It's not... Maybe not Mona Lisa. But I've seen like, for example... Have you seen these androids that they try to make look as human as possible? And you just look at their face and they just look lifeless completely? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of creep. Like for me, that kind of creeps me out when I see that. Right, because just something about it. It's just the aura of it is creepy. Mm-hmm. But what I find interesting is, because mm-hmm. that learned behavior. Yeah. A lot of people say, 
Is there something that, like, back in the day, in our old days, that were just hardwired of things that look human, but they're not actually human? And because of that, you've kind of, like... Hmm. Avoid? Avoid it. Or we find it creepy or distressing. Well, I mean, that could be said of just about anything in terms of uh, whether it's humanoid or 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 not i mean if it looks creepy or if it looks um suspicious one would want to avoid it right i mean i mean you would want to embrace it no but i'm saying I'm this saying. very what, specific avoidan- thing avoidance is, is a natural is a natural reaction is what i'm trying to say no of course it's a natural reaction yeah but why are we why, why do we find this creepy i mean obviously oh, we find this that's creepy. different that's a different Th- question that's my question that is oh. my question. Mm. Why do we find that creepy? Well, is it because we've learned that, hey, if you think something looks human, but you know in your heart it's not human, or something's off about it, mm-hmm. you should avoid it. Yeah. But then where does that stem from? That's kind of creepy to think about. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I mean, oh, okay, it's food for thought, right? I mean, it's food. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it's food for thought, meaning it gives the person, you know... I know what food for thought is, yeah. It's food. Yeah. All right, well, I think that this was a nice chat about... Um, Several different topics. Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about Shohei Otani and, uh, you know, how they broke our hearts and and some three very, very interesting experiments. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, human behavior is a very complex thing. It's a very complicated thing, and uh, um, you know, it's it's filled with you know uh, anxiety, emotions, and and learned behavior. You know, learned behavior, and uh, you know, um, um, hopefully, I would say, uh, you know, that whatever it is that we learn is something you know that's good for us, and will keep us healthy, happy. And happy and wealthy. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah.